China would like its boys to be more manly, and that's in air quotes. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, an off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Tim Bennett. Focusgroupradio.com is the URL for our website where you'll find out all about Tim and myself and also about our Wednesday show, The Focus Group, which is live from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and, of course, Facebook Live. And you'll find all our other media at focusgroupradio.com as well. We are brought to you each week by the great crowd over at Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And we've got some fun recommendations for you to check out when you go to check out their site. So we are in the week after the Super Bowl, and we're going to save a lot of that conversation for our Wednesday show. I will say I'm pretty impressed that they pulled off anything given that we are in the middle of the uh, the pandemic. Um, but Tim and I have opinions, and we'll share those later on. I did want to kick off with something, though, Tim, that caught my eye. It's not Super Bowl-related, but it's politics-related. <laughs> so a writer at Politico was given the assignment of watching OAN, and I think it was MediaWorks or something, the other like far-right new broadcast channel. You know what right. I'm talking about? He was told he had to watch... He couldn't t change the channel. He couldn't. Uh, he could do other things while the TV was on, but he basically had to watch both, switch between both networks all day long, and just get a taste of their programming. I'll put it to you this way: the article makes you laugh out loud. He said, "Within the first ten minutes of watching OAN, I was furious at the Democrats." He said, "Because you 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 soon saw that there was this." drum beat and a cadence to this thing where they would recycle all these stories but at the end of the piece he writes the following the commercial breaks however provided all the trump worship lacking from this one broadcaster named salvi's broadcast and a hint that oan is not prepared to let trump go not even for generations one commercial encouraged viewers to purchase a set of illustrated picture books for their children the Kid's Guide to Donald Trump. Mm. Celebrate our liberty and a link for a free video lesson called Great Again. On an iPad, the app showed a picture of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington administering the oath of office to Trump. <laughs> to learn more and order the Kid's Guide to President Trump gift bundle, just go to freetrumpguide.com, said the cheerful narrator, directing me straight to a website featuring its author, Mike Huckabee, of all people, oh. and review... And reviews from parents like Sandy D from Orlando, Florida. And here's what Sandy D had to say about uh, this bundle you can get for the kids. I ordered this for my daughter, who's in the fifth grade. She studied the Trump presidency in school, but her lessons were biased like the media. The kids' guides and video lessons are great. <laughs> if you want a fake review, I just read one for you. What is, so there we go. <laughs> Did you order the book? I think we should order one of the books. <laughs> Freetrumpguide.com. <laughs> I just love the fact that Lincoln and Washington are administering the oath of office. I guess it's a world. The reason I share this is because I think it's a world that we know nothing about because I don't pay attention to it. I don't watch these networks, but it, it's this, oh my God, he came down from the stars and he's saved us, right? Yeah, it's like Kim Jong-un, right? You know, <laughs> he was born on a mountain, even though, you know, the father was born in the old Soviet Union. But, you know, you create this myth. That, um, you know, you create a cult of personality. And that's what was so disturbing about the whole insurrection. You can love a president, and many people do love presidents. People loved Obama. People worshipped Obama. But the issue was, 
people weren't running around necessarily with Obama flags. And there's a big difference between hoisting up an Obama flag or hoisting up a Trump flag versus hoisting up the American flag. And so you can, you can have this adoration for a person, but when it, it turns over to almost a cultish behavior, um, that's when it becomes dangerous. And that's where I think you're going with this sort of thing of, of this kind of, you know, the, the, the studies that they've done is, is they've talked about a lot of these people that certainly um, have the right to love Trump and, and um, like what he says and like what he sold. But a lot of people say that if he's not on the ballot again, these people will never vote again. And that's the and that's the dangerous part, right? Because they're not really they were just members of the cult. They weren't really saying I'm going to do my civic duty and vote. No, and that's be, correct. And be yeah. part of the process, and that's what's that's what's scary about the whole thing. You know, you you can get yourself all tuned up. I, I I purposely do watch some of these other channels, and I could see where you could be be upset, and I get equally as angry with some of the liberal the liberal channels too. Although there was some moron that. Um, that we actually went to high school with that had posted something on their Facebook page about how Antifa had stormed the Capitol. <laughs> Here and, we go again with the bogeyman. Antifa. Right. And what I loved about it was it was obviously Photoshopped, but they had swore this was actually a real post. Capital was spelled wrong. It was spelled with an A instead of no. Responsibility was spelled wrong. It was fraught with misspellings and, and, and grammar that was just all off the wall. And, you know, of course, I decided to correct it and just did an LOL and just said, this is just, first of all, it's capital with an O, you know, let's spell it correctly if you're going to to create a fake post and responsibility is spelled wrong. And, you know, went well, the whole thing. On, the, on the spelling front, you heard that the uh, the president's attorneys, former president attorneys, when they submitted their response to the articles of impeachment, there was a spelling error in the very first sentence. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is just not... Right, United, <laughs> United States of America instead of yeah, United. You read the same thing I did, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to move off that one. I just thought that, you know, get the kiddies involved. Let's get the kiddies indoctrinated by getting them their own little books that aren't biased about, you know, our presidents. Mm. So uh, the first piece, uh, Tim found all the articles this week, which I really enjoyed. And uh, although this first one, I, I don't know that enjoyment is the word I would use, Um but the uh, the headline reads that uh, Turkey's vile president Erdogan now claims there's no such thing as LGBT plus people. I suspect you picked this because you and I one day had this discussion about um, your trips to Japan when you used to work for Subaru, and right. you you just you just waved your hand in the air. You said, "No, no, there's no gay people in Japan." <laughs> yeah, no, they used to tell us all the time, "No gay people in Japan," so they didn't quite understand LGBT. Uh, Q marketing, or at the time when we did it, G and L marketing, so they, they, it was very foreign to them. But because um, they just they didn't have any gay people. Yeah, no gay people in Japan. <laughs> Their system works. I um I, I picked this story only because uh, Erdogan of Turkey um, is very much following the pattern of what's going on in Hungary, what's going on in Poland, what's going on in Russia, what's also now happening in Brazil. A lot of these people, uh, new strongmen, very very um, conservative governments, um, friends of our former administration, and really cracking down and really um, trying to, quote unquote, outlaw LGBTQ people. And Erdogan is a member of NATO. And of course, Poland and Hungary are too. But Erdogan wants to be, he, he really wants to be part of the European Union. And um, the European countries are, uh, are not happy with him and his, uh, his behavior and his human rights behaviors in particular. And he's a very devout Muslim, which is fine. 
but he's also now, as a secular country, supposedly secular country, really clamping down on anything that's not uh, following the, the scripture or the rules of Islam. And um, it's really causing a problem with his, with his population. It is a, it's a strange unfolding story because there was a point where, where Turkey was, in fact, you could look at it and say it's going to be the Far East part of the European Union. It's, it's a, a, a rich culture, well-educated, um, forward-thinking, uh, and, and yet that's all completely changed with, with his continued presidency. And of course, his treatment of the LGBTQ population. Um, they canceled Pride in Istanbul. Was it last year? And they also they they really cracked down on other Pride celebrations around the country. So you, it's exactly what you were saying. Um, and as I was listening to you list all those other countries, it's basically driving um, a whole part of your population back behind a closet door, right? Right. Yeah, he's he's called them, um, and the interior minister has called, uh, particularly some gay students that um, had protested. Uh, I believe they tried to do something at the university, put up a rainbow flag, and uh, they were they were uh, arrested and called perverts, or they were branded perverts and uh, and told that they uh, they are not welcome and that they are, are essentially what were they saying that they they were unmoral and not the future of the country's values or something to that effect. Yeah, and, and at the end of this article, it says Erdogan has also been vocal in his opposition to queer people, which you just said in July 2020, he accused LGBT, LGBT plus people of, quote, sneaking up on our national and spiritual values again and of trying to poison young people. I invite all members of my nation to be careful and take a stand against those who exhibit all kinds of heresy that our Lord has forbidden and those who support them. Uh, I just that, that's a perfect way to end this one it, because again here we are at the doorstep of religion <laughs> that's causing some of this problem or well, at least it's allowing him to crack down and use it as an excuse to actually uh hurt other people right and what you said is it's kind of too bad because turkey really was kind of a bridge to to the middle east or at least to the far east and and um and a very modern and well educated and and western um focused in many ways and it's too bad because now you would say to yourself, if you were uh, an LGBTQ person, would you to have a second thought now about visiting? Mm. And um, mm. and I think that's where the fear is. It's the same with Russia. It's the same. You and I had been to Brazil, but there's a lot happening in Brazil as well. There's a lot happening in Poland uh, as well, and it's uh, it's kind of scary. So people need to pay attention, and uh, and I'm not so sure. It's a lot of this has been in the news because we were very focused on other things in this country, but there's a lot happening while, uh, while the United States was uh, involved uh, internally in some, some of our own issues. And it only takes a, a year or two or even less time for some of this behavior to creep up and really start changing a country's uh, treatment of their population and their outlooks. So um, gone to a lighter thing. This other story that uh, Tim found is hilarious. Um, and it's, re it's from who comes to us from Hawaii. And the headline reads, feeding feral chickens could result in a $500 penalty. So apparently um, in the area, and I'm not sure if they named the big, the island here, but it was uh, Kalua and Kauai um, and among other areas of the island. So these are probably spread out over either Maui or the big island or something. You see these communities, there are these feral chickens <laughs> That, that and in fact the the article pinpoints this one Whole Foods where a bunch of these chickens have literally taken up kind of residence. They hang out by where the carts are. They you know parade around the, <laughs> the parking lot, but people feed them. 
uh, much like you would go and feed the ducks at a pond or something. Um, and the uh, Hawaii legislature and the health department is now asking the county police to enforce a non-feeding uh, rule they want to put through because they just, they, you know, they, they don't have a problem with chickens that are caged or like have an area where they can roam around. But this feral chicken problem is pretty big, right? Yeah, I was wondering if so anyone who's been to Key West knows that that's a pretty like that's kind of they embrace it, right? The chickens are all over the place. I thought it was cats too. Well, cats and chickens. Okay. <laughs> and but cats it, and chickens. But okay. it kind of reminds you of the Caribbean, right? You go the Caribbean is kind of known for known for kind of the loose animals all over the place and and uh, but anyway, so I thought I wonder if Hawaii somebody decided they were going to try to do something like that in Hawaii and um decided that they were going to do the chicken thing. And um, obviously, that's not what you think of with Hawaii, right? You think of the kind of luau's and the romance and the whole deal, mm -hmm. not some chicken, you know, plucking around like you would in kind of the the Caribbean, which has a whole different kind of vibe. So that's why I picked this because I kind of laughed. I thought, I wonder if somebody decided let's try to make this like Key West <laughs> and bring in some chickens and let them loose. So all you need to do is let a couple <laughs> loose, right? It's like bunnies. You let them loose and see what happens. I don't know if there's anything in in in, in Hawaii that would eat the chickens. Um, as a natural predator, that's a really great question because I remember when we were in Hawaii many years ago, it was a wonderful trip. Um, uh, you, you learn quickly that the, any flora and fauna, any plant life has, has gone to that island because the, the seeds traveled in the air. Yeah, they're volcanic, right? All the water is basically rainwater that has been collected way high up in some of these volcanic peaks and ponds and lakes. Um, and they get constant moisture because the the clouds get sheared off when they're crossing the islands. So things like chickens and their predators would would be brought by people and could back in the day it was either Europeans or it was the natives, right? right. So it's just um, <laughs> it's just such a funny problem to have feral chickens, right? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It did. Um... Sorry. It's it's it it was not your typical Hawaii story. Let's put it that way. And um, our last article is uh, what I teased with at the beginning of Unbuttoned this week, and it's uh, China promotes education drive to make boys more manly. So what's happening in China and what they fear is that K-pop women, um, boys that look too squeaky clean. Um, there's a whole thing where now they're wondering. You know, are we not teaching our boys to be more manly? Are they going to go into the military? Um, and that seems to be the 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 crux of this is their fascination with male adolescence and why these boys don't look tougher and they're not, and they're not going to join the military or something. And yet, China, like every other part of the world, it's evolving. It's a country that's different, and so they want to start, you know, educating to boys to be more masculine i just read this and i'm like is this really 2020 <laughs> did you what did you think of this well i laugh for a couple of reasons because um first of all everybody knows china for a long time had the one baby policy yes and so the one baby policy was essentially families because to control the population china actually has when people don't sometimes put it in perspective the United States is a large country huge country from a population standpoint with 330 or 340 million people China has another billion more people than the United States. Mm -hmm. So they had the one, one baby policy, and most people was desirable to have a boy. You didn't want to have a girl. So that's why there were so, so many of these adoptions of, of Chinese girl babies and or these babies that were abandoned or passed around, or in many cases, I think they were killed. They'll deny it. But so they have this lopsided population now of 70 million more men in the country than women. It's one of the most lopsided ratios in the world. 
and you know part of that was this this ratio so now they're saying that there's um they usually blame all this stuff on the deviant west so i'm surprised but they're kind of blaming it on the fact that there was um what did they say the kids are being raised by grandmothers and mothers mm-hmm. and they think yep. that's made them soft but my favorite thing about this whole thing was they were calling these these guys and i love this term the little fresh meats Oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up because (laughs) I highlighted that. What would we call that? And that's not a twink. What would we call a little fresh meat here? I have no idea. A little jock or something there. So a fresh meat is a buzzword refers to a young Chinese male icon who is seen as squeaky clean, well-groomed with delicate features. What would that be? Um, That's like the K-pop stars, right? Yeah, they're almost plastic looking um, in their grooming and their their whole thing. So it's yeah, I that one was a uh, it, it's a slur of some form, right? I, I mean, fresh little meat. little fresh meats. <laughs> I thought you would like that one. I thought we can get T-shirts made. Little fresh meats. Fresh little meats. Yeah. So um, the populate, you know, naturally, a lot of women are pushing back against this because the policy of making sure that there is not a, an over amount of, what do they say here, Femini- feminization. Um, and it would inevitably endanger the survival and development of the Chinese nation. Um, and it needs to be effectively managed. Of course, many women said, um, what are men afraid of? Being the same as women? And that disparity in the population you noted about 70, you know, the gap of 70 million more men than women. Right. You know, one woman says, uh, you know, isn't that enough of a deformed sex ratio? And she added, none of these proposals have come from women. It's just, it's just the strangest thing. Yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. So, but I, and I love the little fresh meats. That's one of the reasons I opened that up. <laughs> so we'll see how, how good they do with this one and how they, they fix the problem of these boys not being manly enough. I thought we were evolving a little bit away from some of these, these tropes, but I guess we're not. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast today, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, that would be Critics' Choice Video, is a partner of ours here on TFGM Button and the Focus Group. If you go to focusgroupradio.com, uh, you'll learn more about us, but you could also click on the Critics' Choice Video logo and start your shopping. Lots of cool things to check out. Um, did anything cross your, your eye this week? I was trying to uh, go through some of I was So I was looking for, there's a new release, Billy. The Billy Holiday story. Did you see that one? Yeah, well, yeah, that's gonna yeah. But that was also going to be one of the things on on deep discount. But I also saw it here as well. And I I'm a huge fan of Billy Holiday, and I can't wait to get my my hands on this. Do you do you know much about Billy Holiday? Other than- well, it's a it's a documentary I want to see. Um, and it did obviously we we're going to be talking about that later in the week with uh, deep discount. Um, I don't know a lot about her, but I thought that that particular documentary looked fantastic. Yeah. And I actually came across a new Criterion disc that fascinates me, and it's um, a movie called The Parallax View. And this is a film from the 70s, 74. It's Warren Beatty, uh, Paul Apprentice, Hume Cronin, and William Daniels. And it's a reporter who witnesses a senator's assassination slowly realizes during his investigation that the murder was part of a larger conspiracy. It's based on the novel by Lauren Singer. And it's part two of uh, director Alan Pakula's paranoia trilogy so this is this is a film that came out a while ago but when criterion decides to do something right there's a reason so this this parallax view literally came out comes out today on the ninth should be you should i think it might be worth checking out 
Right. So, hey, thanks for um, listening to us today. Head over to focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Critics' Choice video logo. Start shopping away. They're America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. And uh, be sure to find our show on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. East. You can find all our media housed at focusgroupradio.com. It's the Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. And, of course, every Tuesday is the podcast you're listening to right now, TFG Unbuttoned. Everyone, have a great week. We'll see you the next one. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.